1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top Consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. Sports Insider Radio. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas. Glad to be with you. Sweet 16. Got the WGC Golf going on. Stanley Cup playoffs right around the corner. NBA playoffs right around the corner. Baseball's going to start. Oh, I know that puts a smile on our buddy John's face. Let's let's not waste time. Let's get to the boys. SportsInsiderRadio.com. And you can check it out, and the number is 800-209-1679. Baseball's a coming, my friend. I know you're happy about that. I'm happy about that. I was talking to Mike this morning. He's still recovering from the Vegas trip. He said, listen, I got a doctor's appointment. Can you do the show without me? You think you and Brian can have enough data for it? I said, can I do the show without you? I can do the show without Brian. That's right. I could just have I could just have a monologue. You want you want to you, you know want, me. You, you want I got to, more data than anybody. You want to impress him? I'll just sit back for a half an hour. No, no, I don't want Go to impress him, but I do want to talk. About, <laughs> I want to I want to I want to chap I want to categorize or chapterize the show so it isn't boring for the listener when they go back and listen online. Okay, so first thing, let's talk about money line parlays. Okay. Yeah. Hold on one second. The money line parlay information's um, <laughs> You could do the show. So I'm looking right now. <laughs> what are you looking at? So here so basically I had a money line parlay. I did something I never did. I gave out five teamers and four teamers last week in Las Vegas and actually played a seven teamer on uh, on the my app. And you know you know what so what I did basically was I knew I said this last week when we were there live. I said we're going into the tournament and we are 
going, it's going to be a chalky tournament. And again, I wasn't talking about the point spread. So a lot of people, you know, they talk about parlays and they, and I, I look, I'm not a parlay player, but what I basically did is took all the favorites. Cause if you look at on Sunday, I'm talking about, I only did this on Sunday and, and it was, you know, it was favorite driven on the weekend. Well, let's, let's just call a spade a spade. Okay. The parlay was basically one game, the Duke game. I mean, you understand that Duke loses. I'm done. I'm finished. Finit. I never jump up and down. I never go crazy. <laughs> but when you have a parlay and your parlay is Virginia, Duke, tennis, Virginia minus 600, Duke minus 1312, Tennessee minus 370, North Carolina minus 800, Texas Tech minus 193, and Virginia Tech minus 483. And every game, you didn't even have to really check the score. And then you got Duke. So that last exchange when they were down, like I think it was, they said something like in-game live betting, Central Florida had a 78% chance that they should win that game. Like that game's played 10 times. They should basically win that game eight times. Here I am not laying the 13, laying this huge money line price in this parlay to get back basically 100. It was like a basically a plus 170. You put up 1,000, you make 1,700. Right. Um, and it all came down to Duke. So I'm on FaceTime with Mike. Mike's in a poker tournament at one of the unnamed casinos. You know where I'm at. I'm at the cigar bar. I'm not listening. I'm not in the sports book. So I'm at the cigar bar. These guys know me. Every you know, it's I have more. I'm more of a local in Vegas than I am in Baltimore. So I walk in. They go, Hey, we figured we expected you. And everybody knows I'm very passive. I'm one of these guys. I look like a like a poker player when I'm watching games. Nobody knows who I'm on. Brian. And once in Let your life, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The owner was laughing so hard. He said, you're going to have a heart attack. I I could not sit. I'm pacing back and forth like I'm waiting for the kid to be born. It was amazing. I mean, I'm like, every time they came down, they never had the lead. And So the point of the story is that, yes, you took Central Florida plus the points. You rocked and rolled. If you had these parlays, you were kicking yourself. Because, look, I was going to in-game live bet the game to hedge the bet. But, they, I mean, they were basically set. They made Central Florida with a minute left. They were minus 105. A 13-point dog was minus 105 to win the game. So, you got, so you got a little bounce in your step. You had some fun. That's good. Listen, so what I said to Mike was, now I know how it feels because I pride myself on being this stonewalled look at the score. I mean, I basically said to him after getting on the plane, like, I'm glad that I don't watch games on a daily basis because to do that on a daily basis, I'm telling you, my heart, maybe people love that adrenaline, but I mean, here I'm not even laying the 13 and I got literally quite a bit of money wrapped up. And, and you know, the thing was I did multiple different parlays with different favorites. And again, we're going to get to the whole chalk thing in a second, but um, I should, I made the mistake that I shouldn't have tied in that game with every game, the biggest fit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, hey, listen, so what, what was the other biggest takeaway uh, bouncing around? It was good to see you here in studio. You came down, you hung out with us at the Golden Nugget. and uh, that, What a great atmosphere that is, right? I mean, I just, it was good to see you, and uh, you guys got to make the rounds. And I, Those two days are spectacular. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was with you, got to make the round, and my takeaway was from a betting point of view was still the value was in the second half. Mike literally cleaned up all because of second halves. Um, um, 
literally cleaned up because of the second halves. I mean, literally every and reversion to the mean betting is not what the wise guys do. I have a very respected group that I deal with um, in North Vegas. I'm not going to get into who it is. Uh, and his strategy is the same as the head in-game live traders over at the Don Best organization, because I went over to get some schedules from them, which we'll go over in a second. And the strategy from the trader there was basically they inflate the numbers to the team that's supposed to bounce, and they set it up like that because they expect 90% of the public to take the favorite that's down to revert to the meaning that, oh, this favorite's down, they're going to come back. And so what happens, basically, the wise guys is a strategy since basketball is over and football is over for a few months, is they basically chase the winning team in the second half, and a lot of times they win a lot of those games by a half a point. So, you know, when a team is down, like what was it, the Iowa game? I think Iowa was up 20. Mm-hmm. Right, and then I looked up, it was tied. They were also in my parlay, the other team. So that was like, that was L- the first, LSU like... LSU blew a big lead? Yeah, there were a bunch right. of those. So, but, but the point is, all those reversion of the mean games. So basically what happened was, it never worked out. If you go back and look at the box score, every single game... Every single team that was down at halftime covered the second half. That is a very rarity. Um, you know what I mean? Very, very, that's rare. You know? <laughs> so uh, I don't even know how to say it. Like, it doesn't happen like that. So I went and I had drinks with this notable uh, syndicate player in Vegas who's known by all the sports books. And Mike was glowing he's in glee because he's you know made a quite a bit of money on his app and the guy's just looking at him he's like you realize every bet you made i was on the other side for six figures <laughs> oh no yeah wait a, wait a he, minute he was, i wasn't mad at mike but he was basically like saying like when you're a strategic better and this goes back to the strategy of betting and i got some really crazy numbers in baseball for you but when you go to the strategy of betting the strategy of betting is, are you following a strategy or are you playing with emotion? And so if you, he knows implicitly over thousands of games, the edge is to take the team that is winning at halftime because you're going to get more value on a, and a better number because you cannot buy half points in second half. And for the most part, like, for instance, perfect example is I played, you know me, I'm a hedger, right? So I had one parlay and I had... Uh, I had a particular parlay that I don't want to give out every game, but basically it was one unit to make three, 3.6 units. So call it $100 to make 3600 right? Mm-hmm. 360 I'm sorry. Or 1000 to make 3600 And every game had won, and I had whoever Ohio State was playing in the parlay. I guess that was Texas Tech. can't remember. Whoever Ohio State was playing on Sunday. I had. Yeah, Texas and Tech played Buffalo. Uh, whoever, whoever Ohio State was playing. So, whoever Ohio State was playing was, was in my parlay. It was Minnesota. Min- no, no, this is Sunday. Oh, Sunday. No, 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 this is, this is Sunday. So, this is the last game in my parlay that, that needs to close on this one particular parlay. And everybody's telling me, don't hedge, don't hedge. Now, my team was down. And so far, this meaning my team was up that was in the parlay, which actually I didn't like because what's been happening is all follow me here. It's kind of right. counterintuitive. You're, you would think you want your team to be up at halftime. But if you wanted your team to be up at halftime and you were betting the spread, every team that was up at halftime didn't cover. So I'm now I'm like already conditioned. Like I could care less if my team's down 20 at halftime. I'll, they'll probably come bounce back and they'll win the game and I'll win the parlay. So my team's up at halftime. 
So what do I do? I take Ohio State plus two. They were plus six for the game. Whoever oh, they're, play, they're playing playing Houston. Houston. Okay, I'm sorry. I had Houston in the parlay, minus like 300. Yeah. So I text Mike. I go, do you have any? I'm at the cigar play. I can't get over. I go, you know, you know what happens. All you know, he his app. Let's just say became my app. <laughs> okay. So I I said, Mike, where you know you have anything available? Because I know he's a you know he's a max out. But we know what happens when we send him to the horse track. He's a max out better, right? Yes, he is. <laughs> so he goes, I got a little bit of money left here. What do you need? I said, look, I got one unit. Why don't you just play one unit on Ohio State plus two? I could win both, but I can't lose. But on that particular parlay, I'll just hedge the the principle. So worst case scenario is I make two point six units, or I make four point six units, but I can't really lose. So you know him; he's a total degenerate gambler, and he's like never hedge, never. I'm like, listen, I'm trading, hedge it, whatever I got on the parlay. Put it on Ohio State plus two. I don't care. I got a free parlay. Do you agree or not agree on that strategy, Brian? No, you do what works best for you, and, and, and you read. The but situation. I'm just asking. We're talking. It's me and you for now. I mean, I'm I'm in a I'm gonna. So anyway, I lost the bet. At one point, I checked my phone. Ohio State's down by two. They could have easily. I could have easily middled both sides. At the of end course, of, when the at game the end went, of the, here's the question. At the end of the day, would you do it again? Hundred percent. There you go. So he's telling me, oh, you're an idiot, Ohio State. But So listen, it doesn't matter. I still won. I didn't lose. And that's the takeaway if you guys are listening. This is like trading the financial markets. If you can lock in a profit on hedging, lock in a profit on hedging. There's always going to be another game. There's always going to be another day. So, again, a lot of the – but what I will say is that um, the ease of the iPhone apps in Vegas made his trip so much more colorful because – as a poker player, he basically spent 10 hours a day in the poker room. I mean, he, he, he loves poker, and he was betting like a fool the whole time. <laughs> hey, but, but, you, but you know what, though? I mean, he waited, and you're, and you're surrounded by it once in a while. But, but you're saying he, he won. So, so But good he for did. him. But when you're saying... You know, he, you're sequestered. Well, second halves he won. Right, but you're sequestered. Well, I'll think about it. You're sequestered in the office. You do the stuff year round. Then you get to come to the playground, and it's good. You know, that's what it's about. You're coming out here to a degree. You let your hair down within reason because oh, you don't. But you still ended up using the sound principles that work for you year round. Oh yeah, so one hundred percent. But when I'm, I'm just saying from a ticket writing point of view, I, I don't think they're putting them. From a, just a tourist point of view, walking through the books, why are there lines? They should be begging people to open up apps. There should be no lines. Everyone should have an app. I mean, you're there. Nobody's coming in for one day. They get there Wednesday or Thursday. They're there till Monday. Is there? Do you really need to stand in line? I mean, if it was me, and I'm, I'm again, that's not my world. Um, I know you have what's his name on from um, the Treasure Island on your other show. I, if, I would be literally like incentivizing people to open up these apps because it takes all the stress off the ticket writers and the lines. Well, but the end result, you guys had a good time, made some contacts, had some But, you know, it, and the thing is, you come out here all the time. But, right. I mean, but I mean, honestly, I mean, you're half a local, right, because you hear so much. Correct. Are they not the best two days of the year? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, it was great. I mean, it was, I mean, it's, I don't see, I don't see, I'm not taking anything away from the Sweet 16, but I just don't see the, the drama. No, that's um, exactly right. I mean, I don't see the drama. I will say this. Um, you know, 
Every year it's the same. If you're going to look for upsets next year, looking ahead, doesn't matter. I mean, you get the 15s and this against the the, the 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 twos and the 12s against the fives or whatever. I mean, that's where you get your you get your more of the upsets. But what happened was, think of it like a horse race coming around the stretch. We said on the radio, it's archived on the site. We expect it to be a chalky tournament. Um, did I expect it to be? Chalky, where you're going to bet every single game on Sunday in a money line parlay in different combinations, and just everyone just comes in, comes in. I mean, in normal the normal world, Duke would have blown the game, and it would, you know, Vegas would have been smiling, and Duke was tied up. And because I'm sure, I mean, I wasn't in the sports book, but he said they went nuts. I mean, when Duke, oh, won the game, it, it was insane. It was the biggest roar. Uh, but the thing was, the they bat. didn't roar. They weren't roaring because they were laying thirteen. They were roaring because their parlays with the money. Well, no, it was the mo- it was the money line. There's no doubt about it. Right. There's no. I mean, and you know, I was watching a stat. I was born in 1973, just to date myself. The last time they called it, I think Black Friday, North Carolina and Duke lost in the same day in the tournament was in 1971. I was minus two. So you knew right out of the gate from a money line parlay perspective. Pretty good odds throwing North Carolina and Duke in, just that the statistics were on your side. But what I will say is, uh, as you know, we had James Jones in town, and we had the crew from Atlanta. Um, and James, believe it or not, he's, he's um, it, for the last five years, the guy is not a hockey fan. He just loves the look of the Red Wings hat. In his his main thing, he wears a Red Wing hat. I mean, he basically walks out the door, he puts a Red Wing. He always wears a Red, and he laughs because he's like, people always come up and fans talk to him. Are you from Detroit? Yeah. Right. right. And I'm not from, you know, he's got the thick southern Atlanta accent, right? So the funny thing is, he's wearing this hat, and you know what I'm about to say. You know where he went Friday night. <laughs> he goes to the Knights game. Oh, they they Playing did. the they, Red Wings. They, they did go. It, oh, it, it just happened to be he was wearing a hat, but he could have cared less. Right. He, was, he could care less. Oh, right. Well, no. So here's how you care less. Oh, well, he bet, he bet him plus 330. <laughs> uh, you, you, hey, I, I don't want to say it on the radio, but you'd well, be I, right he did. So, well, well so, and, and you know why. I mean, I, I sat here and talked about this. Yeah, Vegas is playing great. That's an idiot number. There is no hockey team. I know Tampa Bay is going to set a record this year. Tampa Bay shouldn't be $4 against anybody. There's no team, uh, no hockey game, where the team's a $4 favorite. The goalie is the great equalizer. Well, so here's the funny part. So he goes there with four notable sports bettors that all live and reside in Las Vegas and are all night fans. All of them are betting Detroit because of the value. <laughs> So I'm sitting at the cigar bar, and I'm waiting for these guys. Obviously, the game is on. So this is like, you know, one of these great stories. And, of course, the game goes into overtime. I'm like, great. Give me another scotch. Like, I'm sitting here like, of course, it's going to be an overtime game when I'm, like, trying to meet these guys. So I'm like, and then I see, I don't know, I never watch hockey, and I see him steal the puck from the Vegas night and just ran, ram it in. And I'm like, is that a, like a, is that a regular play? All the, I mean, that seemed to me like so crazy, or is that just a guy like you that watches hockey all the time? No, it was, a, like, it, well, it was a turnover. the puck? No, it was a turnover. Huh? Actually, it was a bad pass. It was a turnover. You know, I mean, it, is that a rarity, or is that like happen all the time? Well, well, three on three is, is in overtime is goofy. Goofy things happen. The irony of ironies is Riley Smith's been playing uh, – 
better than anybody. One of the top players in the league in the last, and he played awesome in that game. He had a shorthanded goal. He he just tried to make a cute pass at the wrong place at the wrong time, and the guy from Detroit just like pickpocketed him. So the question I have for you is, as as obviously you have your hockey hotline show, is how much these guys that he went with are very notable, sharp betters in the in the in the betting community in Vegas. They do it for a living. Um, and they all were on it from a, you hate that word, from a value point of view, right? So they all want, really, it's like a bonus if they lose. They lose their lottery ticket and they're happy. Well, and, and I mean, the, like, but, but the thing is, too, that, you know, un, unless with conviction and just on principle, you hammered away at it, but but you're sitting there. And oh, by the way, if you're going to the game, too, uh, that's a little addendum. But, I mean, when you're sitting there plus 330, you only have to bet a little bit to, you know, get what would be your well, normal so that unit was play. My, 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 that's my point to you before we segue into baseball, is the value of betting plus 300 and higher prices with smaller unit sizes is a bet you have a better chance of, of winning that than a lottery ticket, right? So the whole thing is, I mean, who do I... I was laughing when the, when I won this seven-teamer and these multiple combinations of these crazy parlays that seemed so squarish that somebody like me would never do. And then it, all I was thinking about was, how about that guy that had the crazy lottery parlay where he had every winner, but he had Central Florida on the money line plus like 2,000? Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> I mean, that guy's taking guess. He's the guy that should have been hedging and taking Duke minus 130 at the end of the game. But 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 that goes back to um, my original question, which is: Is any team in either sport going into the playoffs for hockey or going into the opening day tomorrow? Is either team is any team really worth three hundred or more in a hot? You mean in a, in an individual game or a series? Right, in an individual game, i.e. The hockey game, i.e., tomorrow the Yankees are laying 300 against my Orioles that are going to be the worst team in baseball, but that's not the point. Oh, I, it's, of is course it, it's not the point. And, and, oh, by the way, it's open. You know, it's opening day and, and, and hitters and guys, some guys will start slow and then get it together over, you know, well, you, you tell me. You're the baseball dog better. I mean, baseball's a marathon, not a sprint, but you're going to find – find those big dog opportunities well, out there. Now, right, at, right out of the gate, there's question marks for both teams. Are you laying $3? Well, so like, hey, I did, you know, I do my, I'm not going to go over the, the numbers in NFL and again in the NBA. We know at the end of the season it was 50-50 on the spreads. So I, I really did my homework since I knew Mike wasn't going to be on the show today. And I wanted to make sure that I could bring value to the listenership. Because I'm global. I'm global, Brian, not local. I got people listening to this show in Malaysia in Italy, I send them here. I send them here. You don't. You don't. At that network, I can assure you, if people are listening, listening to this show now globally, you definitely have. I'm the winner in terms of the, all the shows that the, they have the, on the, the air the, and the, the radio. The, the furthest away listener. The furthest away. Uh, I mean, Hong Kong. All, well, Austria, got plenty in Australia. You know, they bet betting for breakfast what they do over there. But but I wanted to give them value because a lot of the people that live outside of the United States and a lot of sports betters as a whole, you know, this is the time of the year where they make their little. Um, this is what I like to call April first is what I like to call the New Year's Eve betting rev- uh, resolution. So April first is I'm done till football resolution. <laughs> right? They justify like I'm done. I'm taking off as opposed to this beautiful sport that's 160 games 
And as a father of young children, and I know you're a grandfather, I don't. Do you go trick or treating with your granddaughter? No, actually. You know what I do? I man the house and welcome. Oh, you give out the candy. I man the house and welcome all the kids. And okay. Uh, and, and oh, by the way, I'm not a soft touch. I, 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 you know, all these kids that just come running up with the bag open. I'm like, oh no, you I'm like, please oh, and excuse, right? I'm like, oh no, I'm like, it don't work that way. You got a joke or sing a song? I mean, I make them perform. Ah, I love it. I mean, we had to do Give that them when candy in there. We had to do it, that when it. we were kids, right? So here's the the segue of why am I talking about Halloween? Well, tomorrow is March 28th. Brian, do you know when Game Seven of the World Series is this year? October 31st. October 30th. So uh, by the time you're at the door, are there the day 31 before, days? Are there 31 days in October? I don't there's even... seven months that have 31 <laughs> days. I know that because I'm born uh, on the 31st. Um, so there's 31 days in October, right? So by, by the, the way, thing. real quick, I, the other day I, I said to my wife, I said, "Are there 30 days in this month?" Or so? you know, and she goes, "You know, April, about 30 days, blah blah blah." April days, September. She the song. She goes with the riddle. I said, "I don't want the riddle." The riddle didn't. Ah, so what's the answer? That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um, so so here so here's. Uh, um, There's 31 days in October. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm going to have a cameo. So uh, if you can text me while we're on there, it's fine. The number I'm going to have Big Mike call, and he said he's going to call, and he's tired of listening to me mumble in a few minutes. So here's here's what I want to talk about before we bring Big Mike in, and he can give you some personal expertise. We'll have him coming after the break. Is Looking at these numbers in baseball, this is not when you make the New Year's resolution to not bet, Brian. This is when you make the New Year's resolution on April 1st to not be a fool and promise yourself that if you had to bet one sport, the only sport, the king of all sports, and I'm not confusing it with the king of kings with horse racing, it would be the millionaire maker, which is baseball. It would be the season that starts on March 28th and ends on October 30th. 162 regular games. I could almost cry. It makes me so happy. It makes me so happy. Do you so? Do you start slow? I mean, honest. I mean, um, so you, I had a client call me this morning. And he said, "There's no preseason. What do you think?" I said, "Forget it. It's all nonsense. Pitchers are pitchers. You know." You're deluding yourself in the reality. I come out full bore, man. The system, the systems, and the algorithms tracking this stuff, and we're not tracking the farm stuff. We don't care about that. This is the most pure. What I love about this sport is there's certain things that we look at that nobody else looks at. We know everybody else is obsessed with pitchers and they're betting. You know, here's let's before I get into hardcore numbers and before we get Mike on the air. The worst team in baseball and the best futures bet is to bet under 59.5 wins for my Baltimore Orioles. Now, I was thinking long and hard about this as a someone that was born in Baltimore, bred in Baltimore, lives in Baltimore, uh, and then the other 16 weeks lives in Vegas, right? And how do I use this inner – it's like knowing mush. How do you use this information to your advantage? Most bettors look at everything in a um, – binary way win or lose that team's horrible they're not well no wait a minute use that data and crunch it and reverse it if i know that the orioles shouldn't win 60 games what do i know from my math models in the past i'm giving out a little free information here guys so listen 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 that every time the orioles are a favorite they usually win why is that because they're not usually a favorite 
So how do you capitalize on a team like the Orioles? A team like that that is so bad that is going to be worse last than they were last year. This is not the Cleveland turnaround, right? How do you capitalize on that plus taking advantage of that the kids go free? <laughs> I could take my kids for free. They, gotta, they can't give tickets away, Brian. But how do you really, from a betting point of view, capitalize on these horrible teams as opposed to the good teams? You make, you, you make mental notes. The worst teams in the league, favored, on, you know, that are not supposed to be good, look for them when they're favorites. I'm talking opposite of my dog chatter. Look for when they're favorites, because let me tell you something. They make the Orioles a favorite. Whoever they're playing isn't that very good. You follow me here? Yes. No, I'm all second thing is, how do, Second thing is, how do you take advantage of a team that's going to 100% lose at least 100 games and capitalize on that? You must be willing to lay the run line on the, against that team as opposed to laying big prices because you can overcome a loss that might have been a win. So if you're listening to this show, I'm basically saying that tomorrow, would I take the Orioles plus 300? No. Would I take the Yankees minus 300? No. I'm saying that I'm, I'm, obviously there's a 20-cent or 10-cent or 5-cent line, so, you know, just making it simple on the radio. What, so what would my strategy be in this game to take advantage of possibly ma- – I would reduce my unit size, mm-hmm. and I would lay the run line against my normal strategy, which is only lay the run line on the road with the Yankees. So I'm giving you, you know me, I have great record on the radio. It's like 90% giving out a free winner. I'm going to do it every week for the entire season. So if you're listening, John is sitting in Baltimore, Maryland, 10 minutes from Camden Yards. He's instructing everyone that's listening live or listens before tomorrow's game. Lay the one and a half runs on the Yankees at home. Look for Baltimore in spots where they're favorites and always take them, don't even handicap. Or if you're smarter than that, you'll be a member of our program and you'll be cashing in daily and weekly. And then, How'd you like that? And then, nice, but then you sit there and say that those kind of uh, philosophies and situations, 162 games, <laughs> think of those opportunities that exist if indeed that strategy is one that reaps rewards over the long haul. Correct. Now, when I run my math models, am I going to be upset if the Yankees win 4-3 tomorrow and I laid one and a half? Nope. Am I going to – because the odds are, when you have a team, you've got to be careful when you're talking about dogs in baseball. For all the listeners, it's not like taking Detroit just because there's value. This is a long season. hundred. The Orioles last year were 47-115 and 115, straight up. If you bet to win $100 on every game, they were the worst. It was the most, um, the most amount of losses the player incurred was on the Orioles. So, so Brian, on these numbers, 47 and 115, if you risked juice to win $100, how much do you think, where do you think the season, you ended on the season? You only had 47 wins, you had 115 losses. And they're all plus prices, right? Well, no. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, so... The Orioles won 47 games, right? Oh, oh, oh okay. they, and they, the they lost won. 115. So let me just show you something that confuses the players. So there's 60. That's six, there's a differential of 68. There's a, so you would think right out of the gate, you would think you lost more than 6,800 to win 100 because of the juice. Is that a fair statement? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm asking you. Do you does that? 
register with you. If I'm telling you a team lost 68 more games than they won to win $100 at the end of the season, would you automatically assume because of the juice you lost more than $6,800? Oh, yeah. Well, you're wrong. See? There you go. You lost fifty. You lost 5,300. And why is that? Because how about all those 47 games? How about all those dogs? that When they won, they were always a dog. Rough, rough, rough. Hey, right. I, I, got so, a, I got a special guest. Go ahead. Michael, you survived. You made it back. Hey, yeah, just had a little, uh, broke my finger playing soccer, had to go get a splint on it, and oh. this whole melee. But, and now you don't even know the hat, but he was in Vegas with a broken finger for three weeks. He's kid telling me, he shows it to me, he goes, I think it's going to get better. I said, dude, you broke your finger. He <laughs> wanted to be the goalie without gloves. How'd that help? How'd that go? Well, no, I'm, I'm sitting in the waiting room, and I got the show literally blasting through my phone, and people are sitting around me going, who is he, what is he listening to? And I'm listening to the show, like, and, I'm, and especially with the Orioles here. I, I have some fun facts with the Orioles. So last year, I don't know if you guys went over this. Go for it. Um, if you bet on the Orioles every single game, $100 a game, you're negative 5500 Yep, that's it. Yep. We just talked about it. You, you didn't listen. We just talked about that. I didn't right. say because I was, I was, I was, I was, he was dialing in. in. Butt, he was so. dialing in. <laughs> So they set. Uh, I was I was reading this article. They set the line at the Superbook at fifty eight over under for the Orioles, and everybody's banging the under. And they only moved it by one by one win. So it's now down to fifty seven because literally in the past, percentage wise, a team there's a less than two point one percent of the teams lose more than a hundred games a year, and they're basically predicting that they will just completely get blown out almost every single game. And, and go for the record. So it's amazing how, you know, getting as bad as we were last year, getting rid of even more players, how it might even be a 40-win season, 45-win season. It's it's incredible. How many games a year do you go to, Mike? This year or every other year? Usually. Eh, I make three him take my five. son one game a year. That's in the made up. Yeah, he takes my yeah. – yeah. I tell him, I say, I'll be, I'll be take my son to the stadium. I don't, I don't want, you know, I don't want the fans to, to scold me because I'm a diehard Orioles fan. One game last year, Brian. Let's not into it. Gets I mean, even team... better, Brian. It gets better. He's at the game with my son. My son turns around and goes, "Where did Mike go?" I text my. He goes, "Man, it, they're they're losing seventeen to nothing. I'm gone." And my son is. Uh, my son's like, "We're staying till the end." You know, so I'm literally watching this game, and he wants to. You know, Dad, there is a statistical chance they could come back and tie the game. I'm like, you are dreaming. i got to teach you about in-game live wagering. There's no statistical chance. Let's not forget, we're not in Las Vegas. So did it's you in stay? the eighth inning in the middle of July, and it's 120% humidity. We're crying. So did you stay? Of course I stayed. Kid wants to stay, we stay. Good for you. <laughs> of course. And, and, and Mike was gonzo. <laughs> Mike, tell him the story. Tell him the story. I told you I was going to the pool. How'd I do with that pool trip to the, in Vegas? He was sitting out there. I think he was out there for less than 30 minutes, Brian. He came back. He was fried. Absolutely Lobster, fried. Brian. Lobster. <laughs> you know what the temperature Here's was, tell, Brian? 69 tell, degrees. Tell How me, could you? Tell me with, with your glistening dome you were wearing a hat. So I was wearing a hat, and I was okay. sitting next to a All gentleman. Right. I was sitting next to a gentleman, and it's like, you know, it's so funny because I don't, I'm not, you know, unless they know who I am, I don't really, you know, I don't try to, like, sell advice to strangers, you know, unless they want it. And he's he's talking about the Michigan game and the Michigan State game. This is on Saturday. And um, 
I go, where are you from? He goes, Ann Arbor. And I'm like thinking to myself, Homer 101. But you know what? These homers that flew out from Michigan, because I, I was joking around, and I told you uh, when I, you know, I got burnt the first, the first Michigan game because I, I faded them on the shirts. The most amount of people that I saw. <laughs> you said it on the radio. The most amount of people that I saw in Vegas in terms of traveling fans, and I understand because it's still wintertime, it's still cold, Buffalo style, is why not fly to Las Vegas, have some fun in the sun, and bet on your team. So I just know that the handle had to be skewed on Michigan and Michigan State because I was either seeing Spartan shirts or, or Michigan shirts, and it was just like every casino, every sports book, man, they got a traveling base. The only other one, as you know, that was traveling hard, Mike talked about it a little, was Wolford, which was Wofford, Wofford, which was a little surprising, and then Ohio State. So, I mean, the only fade that was really, really good was if you faded Ohio State because, I mean, there was a lot of Ohio State shirts rolling around, and these people are, they're tourists. But I will say that um, back to the baseball, before Mike got on the air, and then I'll let you and Mike talk about the tournament. I got the opening numbers here, the Sweet 16, is that, you know, when you look at good teams, and that's what I want to stress for you listeners, when you look at good teams, so this is going to blow people away, Brian, just like I blew them away with statistics in college basketball and in the NCAA. Brian, Cleveland won the NL, the AL Central last year. They were the top, they were the top team. They were 20 games over 500. So they were, their win-loss record was 91-71. and 71. How much money do you think you want being up 20 games last year? Betting, if you bet on every game from day one to the Super, to not the Super Bowl, to the World Series on Cleveland, how much money do you think you won? Probably lost about eighteen hundred. Man, I'm, you're very, I'm very impressed by your your arithmetic prowess. You lost twenty four hundred and eighty seven dollars being up twenty games. So when we talk about the bookmakers adjusting the lines and being, it's always fifty percent on the favorite. Guys, are you listening to what I'm saying? The teams that have the best record, the teams that are opposite of the Orioles, you don't make any money betting them, Brian. You don't make any money betting them unless you're far away. Do you realize in the AL Central, Brian, Cleveland, 91-71, and you lose $2,487. Minnesota, 78-84, and up a paltry six games, you lose $776. Detroit, well, let's forget about them. Um, uh, White Sox, garbage. Kansas City, garbage. So here's the thing. You, you got the team in the top of your division, you're a loser. Now I go to AL West, top team in the division, 103-59, and 59, basically the opposite record of the Orioles. How much money did you win last year, betting to win 100 on every game? Uh, probably broke even. <laughs> you lost the you're good. You must have looked at these numbers. No, I, I did. no, well, that number was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so there's 63% win percentage, 103 and 59. All you guys rooting for your teams, high-fiving, but you're a sports better and you're betting on Houston. You lost $181 last year for your 103 and 59. <laughs> now, why is that? It's about dogs versus favorites. Oakland was second in the AL West. Oakland has the distinction of being the most, I'm going to repeat this, the most profitable team in all of baseball last year for betters. They were 97-65, and 65, so their record, they're second, they're not first in the AOS. How much money do you think you won last year betting on the Oakland A's? 
Well, and the difference, I think basically what you're getting at, too, is that even if the A's were favored, you're laying, you know, sometimes you're laying $1.20. You're not laying $1.92, and that's, right. that's, where, that's where it adds up to at the end of the year. You won $3,600. So it's right. basically almost like, think about it like this. 97, this is the kind of crazy math that people don't understand. 97 and 65, you're up 32 games, Brian. You're up 32 games at the end of the season. You're up more than their record. You're up 3,600. You're up 32 games. You won four units more than their winning record. Why? Because they were dogs a lot of the time. When you take a team like Boston, I'm just going to do the top teams in the AL East, and then we're going to get to Mike on the, the March Madness. I'll tell you, go ahead. Do that, and then we'll, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back up. and go to hoops. But uh, uh, you Boston. bring in the homework assignment on baseball. Nice. Boston, 108 and 54. They were so, but they weren't big dogs, big favorites in a lot of the games. You won $3,100. So here's what happens. You've got to understand dog versus favorite. 108 and 54, you win $3,100. But then you, go to the, then you go to Houston, 103 and 59, you lose $181. That's the difference between dogs and favorites. We'll go to the break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about um, the tourney. Very nice. It's Sports Insider Radio. We got John. We got Mike on the hopper, too. We invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com, 800-209-1679. Little Sweet 16 talk when we return on Sports Insider Radio. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. 
All right, home stretch here, Sports Insider Radio. Uh, we invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. John and Mike joining us from Baltimore. It was absolutely terrific to see the boys. And now we talk about the Sweet 16, guys. What did we learn last week? Michael, start with you, buddy. What were some of the things? Uh, John documented a lot of what you did with second-half wagering, but what are the kind of things you're going to apply towards the Sweet 16 now? Tournament, um, we talked about it last week and even the week before. We, we predicted this to be a chalk tournament where a lot of the favorites uh, just seemed, right after the selection show, uh, that would clearly be – there wouldn't be too many upsets like years past. At least I predicted that. Uh, my bracket predicted that. So, uh, you know, going into this weekend, it's a much different weekend than last weekend. If you think you could just take the favorites, you're going to get crushed this weekend. It's not as easy – and like and like John said, a lot of the guys in the sports books that we saw that were betting the favorites had a great weekend. I'm sure the books got absolutely murdered last week. But just like we know, and we've been doing this for years and years, the odds makers make their corrections, and you'll see at the end of the tournament it'll be a lot more even than it is right now. But with the you know with the with the favorite dog side, but um, there's certain teams that I see that are just rising to the top where you know duke i believe that with that win that insanity of a win um on sunday they that could catapult them to the sure. championship well, game we see, you have to win mike right, we see it every we see it all the game. time when a team cuts down the nets they always had that game where they dodged a bullet it happens every year and they were just you know maybe it was a, maybe a little bit of a look ahead game to the sweet 16 um but also they're very young i mean they're a very young team that um, has incredible talent, but at the end of the day, um, when you're playing in a tournament, it's, it's you only have one shot. So um, I do believe a team like North Carolina right now is, to me, the team that I see that's leading the pack with talent across the board and how they're playing this time of the year. Um, really, the the only two blunders that they had um, leading up to the tournament was losing to Duke. So uh, a team like Duke. It could be an all-ACC, almost an all-ACC Final Four with Virginia playing as well as they are. They also had that hiccup in the first half of the first game, and now they look like they've got it all together. And as long as Kentucky can get back P.J. Washington, I do believe that they also are a, a contender uh, for the Final Four, but they're going to have to get through North Carolina. So without him, I, I don't believe they can get there. And then, you know, everybody was counting Gonzaga out because they lost to St. Mary's. In, in the championship game of their conference tournament. But, look, that, that was – it almost was better for them to lose early and get it out of their system because it seems like they got it all together and they're poised for another run. So there's a lot of parity. Um, I think this week, unless you have the right information and you're just blindly betting the better teams based on record or based on how they're playing so far, you're going to get crushed. So uh, it's one of those things like this past weekend – a lot of the moves that I made were at halftime. I mean, there's a lot of halftime opportunities that literally were just, it was like stealing. I mean, Maryland against LSU, they were down nine at half. They were laying one in the second half. Um, Kansas was getting blown out by Auburn in the first half. You know they're going to make a comeback and they're going to make it somewhat close, not to win the game, but to strictly win the second half. Um, Virginia and North Carolina in the first game. I mean, a lot of these teams bounced in the second half. So I don't think you have to strictly just play the game before the game starts just for the sake of watching it. Monitor the game, watch the pace of play, 
Um, look at the foul situation in the first half and see that some of the key players may be not playing that long. We're coming to second half. The line will tell you you could make a lot of value just betting the second halves of every one of these games. So well, let me ask yes, you. Yes, it takes more. Yeah, go ahead. No, let me ask a philosophical thing to both of you guys. I mean, because I think you have to be adaptable. Uh, and I would say this: I did this more in this tournament and even out of the gate, and I will do it again in the Sweet 16. Uh, you've talked about your business models changed, where such a big component is halftime, second half wagering. Uh, I found teams that I like them in the first half. I mean, and it is kind of like handicapping a game, but like I had Vermont in the first half, I think there's an opportunity maybe with an LSU against a Michigan State this week in the first half. Do you guys uh, do much on that? So, because some teams are quick quick starters and they're creatures of habit. We don't you even know, do that, Brian. We do the first 15. When I'm in the sports book, I'm doing the first 15. Who gets the 15? Total degenerate, Brian. <laughs> Never seen guys yelling and screaming on this first, this first 15 thing they put up at the Mirage. These guys, I didn't understand. Why is everybody yelling? It's oh, off this I know. early. Oh, I know. They're going I'm nuts. Not I'm not watching the whole first half. I just want to see who gets the 15 points quicker. <laughs> but but you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if, if, if that's a segment of the game that you identify with conviction, why oh, yeah, not? I'm sure they were identifying any of those 15. For, come on, Brian. Let's listen. We're having a radio show. We're having fun. But listen, that's just degenerate. Another way to lose money or win money. Look, Is it? I, I said, listen, you put the dog. You you, you're not going to lay. The prices were ridiculous. You're not going to lay 200. Oh, no. You're, you're, gonna, no. you're taking the dogs. You hope the dog is competitive. But to answer your point, our math models are reversion of the mean models. What that means is we're basing the second half wager on the first half, on what happened in the first half, where things are out of sorts. Like a team that normally doesn't hit 80% from the line, from the three-point arc in the first half, you know that they're, they're going to revert back to their normal percentage. So when you see these teams, look, we all know, why do these teams, why were these teams that were ahead losing in the second half? Because the worst thing that can happen for the team on the run is they get stopped. It's like you're throwing cold water over them when you take them in the half. They're, they're, they're in, that, they're in the, the, the athletic zone, as, as we like to say. But, you know, he was talking about tomorrow, today, tomorrow is an example. you got Michigan. The biggest line on the board tomorrow is Virginia's 8.5, Gonzaga's 7.5, and then you got two 1.5 spots. So what will be interesting to see next week, does Tennessee win by one? Does Michigan win by one? Does that half a point come into play? Let's not forget, Maryland was plus two and a half points. They lost by two. My son immediately FaceTimed me and goes, I know Maryland lost, and you're happy because you covered. But the funny thing is, I mean, when you say your creature's a habit, uh, it, but you do things that work for you, I mean, I can tell you that, uh, generally speaking, I bet you I play totals 75% of the time. My, oh, we my, know. Well, my thought process is, you know, a bad bounce, a backdoor cover. But I'm handicapping the pace of play in virtually every sport. You know, forget baseball. But I do a lot of that with, with baseball as well. But that's that's a comfort level for me. But I, knowing you, you're probably the you're probably eighty percent sides, right? So I mean, you know, whatever works for you. Yeah, whatever works. But let's talk real quick. Let's about upsets. Do you think that Virginia Tech, either one of you, do you think? because Duke didn't obviously impress me. I gave him the whole saga of winning those parlays with my one-point win. Um, do you think that Virginia Tech can cannot cover but win the game outright? Because what I'm looking no. at this year, this 
No. Okay, so what I'm looking at, Brian, is what I always what is what I said in the Super Bowl, which is this is the week of not Central Florida losing and covering. This is the week of dogs that cover in the Sweet 16 win outright. There's going to be no Virginia losing by seven. So they're going to get blown out. You mean win, so Virginia, win you, you, you mean Virginia winning by seven? Virginia Tech. I'm sorry. Virginia over oh, Virginia Tech. Uh, no, so, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm a, with you. I mean, like I, you know, uh, like there's no. You're not. If you if you're going to take LSU plus six, if you're going to take Auburn plus five, that's another one. Everybody was on Auburn against North Carolina. If you're going to take Virginia Tech plus seven, why not put a piece? 20%, 25% on the money line because it, don't be surprised if you're going to take Oregon against Virginia plus 8.5 or you're going to take Florida State plus 7.5. you got to be, in my, I don't want to say, you got to be nuts not to put 20% on the money line for the, the outright win. But what if you don't trust them for the game, but you trust them to come out of the gate good? <laughs> that's where well, I that's am. You we, on the, they that's, can call that's, you. They can call you and pay you for the first half. Yeah, well, I'm, the, I'm the just first no, they, we they, don't the, do first the half. LSU is a quick starter, and then they they cough up a lung in the second half. You know, but anyway, that, it, there's, so there's baseball. We got Sweet 16. We got the Stanley Cup playoffs right around the corner. And lest we not forget about the NBA, it's ridiculous, right? That there's an international break is over in soccer. Oh, how's yeah? How's old Bundesliga doing? It's a, you know we're we're working on. We got some things cooking. You got, in the you got, world. And also, let's not forget about MLS. On the way out the door, give me a give me a couple good soccer names. I, was, I, I mean, I, 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 right now you have Cagliari is playing Chievo Verona in Italia Serie A. How about that? Is that good? That was good with the Italian accent. Give me a different one. Uh, Deportivo Lara against Cruzeiro in the Copa Libertadores. Okay. And then we have in Major but, but, League Soccer. But no, no, wait, I want you to give me a German team name without the Italian accent. Bayer Leverkus against TSG Hoffenheim in the German oh, Bundesliga on Friday. Very good. Uh, and I can even give you Lyon against Rennes in France League One. And then we got, listen, let's not forget MLS. Guys, MLS is profitable. New York City against Toronto, you get two teams that are both dog prices. Those are the games me and Mike love. Hey, listen, it was great to see you guys. Michael, I still owe you chicken wings. We, we, never, we never had any free time. Yeah, I know. On Friday, I was supposed to stop by. I got a little up. Uh, All right. Well, that, no, I, I know. We were. Really, I was waiting on you. Like, you didn't show. I mean, I was there. All right, buddy. Listen, you guys, great talking to you. 800-209-1679. And it is sportsinsiderradio.com. Have a good one, boys. We'll do it again next week. Yeah, you know, got it. Bye. All right. We love doing this, and we'll be back with you again next Wednesday. One more time, Sports Insider Radio, inviting you to check out Sports InsiderRadio.com It's the Vegas Board Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.com USA Radio News with Tim Berg Jake Patterson is pleading guilty to kidnapping 13-year-old Jamie Kloss and murdering her parents. In a court today in Barron County, Wisconsin, the 21-year-old entered his plea after being charged with two counts of intentional homicide and one count of kidnapping and armed burglary. Patterson is looking at life in prison in Wisconsin as Wisconsin does not have the death penalty. President Trump has a message for Russia. Get out of Venezuela. Russia has sent military planes, troops, and equipment to Venezuela to help embattle President Nicolas Maduro. President Trump says there's a lot of starving people in the South American nation. We are with Venezuela. We are with your husband, as you know. 